I'd like to look tonight in the book of Matthew, the ninth chapter, and look at verses 37 and 38. Matthew 9, 37 and 38 reads, Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Lord Jesus is speaking to his disciples. The Lord Jesus was out laboring in the harvest when he said this. He was out in the cities and in the villages and he was teaching and he was preaching and he was healing. And I imagine that was an awesome time. I can't imagine. I've heard preachers who could preach and the power of God was on them. I just can't imagine what it was like to listen to Jesus Christ teach and preach. I think it's just completely awesome. You probably, people that says they were amazed when they heard him teach. There was power there. And then he healed people and, and people flocked around to see him. And as the Lord was out there ministering to these people, his heart went out to them. Because they were lost and he could see the need. And they were like in need of a leader or in need of of something more. And and the Lord, as great as he was and powerful as, as he still is, he told his disciples, pray. Now, I I thought it was very interesting here. Too many people today, if they saw a need and they said, well, we need more workers in the gospel, they would round up all the friends and they would have a seminar. And when they do some training, and then they would send them out. That wasn't the Lord's approach here. He told his disciples, pray. And by the way, they were out there too. So they were all ministering. It wasn't like no one was out ministering to the lost or or to the, the people out there. But the Lord could see that there wasn't enough, that there wasn't, there still needed to be more. And so he said, pray. And my understanding of the word pray here, it wasn't, you know, this was not supposed to be number 99 in your 100-item prayer list, but an urgent, fervent prayer. In fact, it could even be interpreted as beg, appeal, pray fervently. It says in James that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You know, when the Lord sends someone out, He qualifies them. Spiritually, he gives them the burden and the unction, the anointing to do his work. And so he could see that there was a need. The harvest was plenteous. But he said, pray, therefore, that the Lord of the harvest said he will send forth his labors. And the send forth part is to thrust them out there, move them along. Sometimes people, when they're called to serve, they're more happy being back wherever they're at before he sends them. And many times the Lord has to get a hold of an individual's heart and call them and make them see just how important and un- Make them understand the consecration and the burden that they have to carry. And the Lord gives them the ability to do that. People can't do that on their own. Today, as we look out into our society, I believe that there's a plenteous harvest. 
There's a lot of darkness in our society today. There's a lot of people that don't know anything about the Lord. Many times today, people are not taught what it is to serve Jesus. They don't know what's in the Bible. In fact, people today know less than they did a few years ago. But the truth of life is in the Word of God. The truth is still in Jesus Christ. People may deny that the Lord is real, but He's still real. And people need Him now more than ever. If you look in Romans 10... 13 through 15. It says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? Remember the prayer that the Lord originally requested is send out laborers. You know, in our society today, in the workplace, there is a demand for people to work. The labor uh, participation rate is low. There's actually more jobs available than there's our people to do them. Well, that economically doesn't help us any. But in the gospel, we don't want to be short on people to do the work. We don't want to be short on people who will share the love of Jesus with others. Some people read these verses and say, well, the Lord's calling for pastors and people to preach, and He is. And we need to pray that the Lord would have people who would come and, and share the Word of God and be able to preach and teach. But the Lord is also calling for those who will just share the love of God with their neighbors. People who will practice hospitality. People who will take a love for the person that maybe needs some loving. And through that, share the love of Jesus. How many people have found the gospel true in their lives when they were young simply because a Sunday school teacher took a little extra time to pray and work with them? Or maybe took them... Uh, someplace and, and, and taught them. And I know that, that we're doing that already, but I believe that the Lord would, would like to see just more of that. There is a need. When we pray that the Lord will send laborers into His harvest, we're praying according to the Lord's will. Someone said that if you ask something in Jesus' name, it's like asking the Lord to do what He already wants to do. But I believe sometimes the Lord waits to do what He already wants to do till somebody has enough concern and care and belief to ask Him to do it. It says in 1 John 5, 14 and 15, and this is a confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He heareth us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. But the Lord is looking today for those who will pray. And see, if you're saved today, I think this message is on every single one of this. This isn't just a prayer for the preachers to pray. This isn't just a prayer for the old people to pray. This isn't just a prayer for the young people to pray or the middle-aged people. Wherever you find yourself today, I believe that the Lord would have us carry a burden and a care and an interest that the Lord would send out laborers into His harvest for people who will carry the name of Jesus into our society around here. It's a dark world today. There was a Gallup poll taken not too long ago 
that said church membership had fallen in. By the way, when we talk about sharing the love of Jesus, that doesn't, we're not looking really for church membership. We're looking for people whose lives are transformed. Uh, it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We're looking for that kind of experience in a life. Not, not just names on a church membership role, but it does give an idea in our society when church membership starts to drop. So in the last year, 20 years, church memberships dropped about 20%. Went from 70% to under 50%. I, I think the more concerning part in this Gallup poll, though, was people who were born before 1946, a 66% church membership rate. Our millennial crowd, people from born between 1981 and 1986, 1996, it's only a 36% church membership group. And so the main reason was due to people not, they expressed no religious preference. Now, I think here, if people don't care whether they're a Christian or they're a Muslim, they just don't know. They're just simply, completely lost. And they need somebody who will live a Christian life before them. They need somebody who will share the love of Jesus with them. They need somebody who can show them that Jesus Christ is real. That there is a life-changing force there and it will take them all the way from salvation to an eternity with our Lord Jesus Christ. We can't make that happen on our own. It's not a program you can start. It's something that the Lord must bring about. And so we must pray. But see, as we're also praying, I think that we have to have the burden that, Lord, as you're sending out, send me. Lord, as you're using, use me. I, I knew a young man quite a few years ago that he uh, was used by the Lord. He would preach and the power of God would come down and move and, and you, lives were changed and just, it was amazing sometimes. We would go out to some uh, like jail meetings and stuff and the power of God would come down and the Lord was using him. Everybody knew who knew him knew the Lord was using him. But sometimes I would get down and pray around him. Just I wasn't eavesdropping, but when people pray out loud, you can hear what they say, Right? So as, as he would pray, he would be praying with this almost a, a groan. Lord, use me. Lord, make me effective. I could hear him praying that. And you know, the Lord would answer his prayer. But I think sometimes that we need to have that as Lord, send labors into the harvest. But Lord, while you're sending them, send me. And by the way, when you seek your deeper experiences, I really think that needs to be the motivator behind it. We get saved and we get sanctified. And when we seek for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it needs to be not so that we can say, oh, I have three experiences, but so that we can be used by the Lord, so we can have His power in our lives, so when we speak, people will be moved, so it will give us the boldness to witness to others, so that we can pray with power. I believe tonight the Lord is calling for us to carry a burden to send laborers. We want to be with 
Isaiah. You know, when we first saw the Lord move, he wasn't spiritually qualified and he knew it. But after the Lord cleansed him, he was able to say, Lord, here am I, send me. This isn't a matter of just praying, Lord, send somebody else. That, that's pretty easy. And in some cases, that's what the Lord's called us to pray. I, I'm getting to the age where I'm starting to look around and say, Lord, you know, there's another generation coming. Lord, raise up workers to keep the gospel going. Lord, give them your anointing. Lord, give them your power. Lord, give them your ability. Lord, give them your energy. Lord, give them a vision for the gospel that they can go out and be used by you so that souls will be saved, so that lives will be changed, so that in eternity they will be there rejoicing with the Lord. I wonder if we always appreciate the value of a saved soul. Lord Jesus thought enough of a saved soul that he came and died. He gave up his life. Our prayer tonight is, Lord, raise up workers. Lord, send out laborers. And Lord, use me. Wherever you're at, every single person here has a different sphere of friends and influence. You may say, well, I, I'm not a preacher. Well, maybe you're not, but if you're saved, you're one of the Lord's. You can say, I'm not this, I'm not that. You can say, I'm too old, I'm too young. I am whatever. But if you're saved, you're the Lord's and He wants to use you. You know, it seems like this world has gotten darker and maybe sometimes the enthusiasm for the gospel has gone down in some areas, but that doesn't mean that the Lord still doesn't want every man, woman, and child to be saved. It says that He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But He told us to pray to send laborers into the harvest. Where's your burden at today? I was studying this, and I, quite frankly, the Lord called me up on it. One of, the, one of the nice things about preaching is you get to study the Word. And sometimes as you study the Word, the Lord begins to teach stuff. Sometimes the Lord teaches you before you preach it. Sometimes He teaches it to you while you preach it. And maybe sometimes He reminds you after you preach it, Hey, you said this. What about you? It applies to all of us. Lord, send laborers in the harvest. Lord, use me in the harvest. I'm going to sing a song. The altar's open.